And we're back. You hear that? We're back. Sadly. Sadly, we're back again for more joyful wonders of life and everything known as humanity. Because it's a compound thought. Truly wondrous to behold. <laughs> <laughs> Truly wondrous to behold the human race. Humanity and all its idiocy. Oh, good God. <clears throat> I mean, so, second episode, you know, day after the recording of the first one. Typically when the second one happens. So, okay, for you, do you want to use our names, or do you want to try and use a different name? I mean, I, I don't care too much. Mm. First name or, or a gamer tag or something is fine. Oh. How about this? First names, no last name. How's that? That'll work. Alright. So, that wonderful, smooth, sex-depraved voice is Jordan. Hello, everybody. <laughs> to be fair, I thought you were going to start in on something on me right after that. Uh, I can only imagine I wouldn't, how. wouldn't even know where to begin. And that... But I introduced you, you can still try and introduce me, because I always feel weird saying my name. Uh, alright. We have our host <laughs> of Compound Thought, Mr. Benjamin. Don't you dare! You fuck! How? You that is not my it. name! That is not my you, name! You asked for it. No, I did not. <laughs> I, I gave you at least the beginning part. A nice one. <clears throat> I said smooth and then sex depraved. Uh, it's Bennett. Yes. My name is Bennett. in no way connected to that fuckfest of a name known as Benjamin. And to all you out there who are named Benjamin, I'm sorry. <laughs> Truly. No, he's not. I actually am. Because... That just Poor souls. sucks. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, it's not like your name Donald. That's true. I would, I would hate that name. I knew a Donald. I'd, I'd just go by Don at that point. Yeah. Definitely that. Yeah. So let's see what's in the wonderful world of news. Oh, look, a hobbit hole. See, that's something Bing has over Google. They always have a wonderful background. Never would have thought about that. Really? Yeah. Huh. 
usually if I go to a search engine, it's to search for something. <sighs> well, I personally do enjoy being. Also, I like getting the points in order to get free stuff. <laughs> I'm a whore in that regard. I suppose that's a, a good point. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> here's the funny thing, though. I use Google Chrome, but I use the, I use Bing on Google Chrome. How demented does that sound? About as much as anybody. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, <clears throat> well, why not? Let's just search game news. Oh, what do you know? First thing that pops up when you say game news is Lakers versus Nuggets. Why does that even matter? I have nothing in my in any of my profiles that state I'm a fan of basketball. Uh, we're running back and forth on a wooden floor. <laughs> Yay! Basically, you're playing keep away for thousands of people to scream and yell at you for. Suppose if I was good enough at it and got paid as well as they did, sure. Oh, you mean a uh, stupid amount? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I just... <laughs> Uh, people like when I heard people were flipping out more over the fact with Corona uh, affecting sports being delayed. I seriously had to sit there and just go like, "This is the end of humanity." You know. I feel that way about many things, though. So. Oh, here's here's some news. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that. Okay, Threat of War, different situation. But sports being canceled for it for a undetermined amount of time? Did you hear that uh, South Korea is finally in talks with North Korea about potentially uh, uh, joining a permanent the one peace Korea? treaty? No. Per, per, oh, uh, finally making the permanent. ceasefire permanent? Yeah, and then they're gonna talk about you know de-escalating arms after that. Oh, that that'd be nice to be honest. Yeah, it's good news. <laughs> don't don't just, know how close it is, but just hope they I don't. I heard there were talks, so that's that's better than nothing. I mean, here's here's my one thing: is keep out a certain person from those discussions, or else it's gonna all be destroyed. I just don't know if, uh, what's his nuts? Rocket Man. <laughs> I don't know if he's actually alive. Who's running that country now? Uh, that would be Kim Jong-un? Yeah. Is he still alive? No one knows. That's the weird I don't, thing. I, don't, I haven't heard anything since that, like, he went underground for possible heart surgery everyone's like he's dead now his sister's ruling and everyone and other people are like no he's still alive and his sister's dead and it's just 
I don't know yeah. what's going on. I, I haven't heard anything since all that shenaniganery took place. But then again, I'm also like, not my country, not my problem. You know? Fair. But then again, it's like, it's North Korea. That's everyone's problem. <sighs> okay, here's some fun news. The uh, Xbox Series X and S pre-orders are basically sold out for now. Yeah, I heard that. Like, everyone's thinking with um, the PS5, you know, and how that one sold out immediately. Everyone was thinking that the Series X was going to just be like, oh, whatever. And then after, like, the, the news drop of yesterday with... You know, Bethesda being bought by Microsoft. And... I wondered how all that was going to go down. Dude, I feel like that probably spiked some major interest. Because this now means every Bethesda title, every id title, every ZeniMax title is now property of Microsoft. And Microsoft is capable of doing actually a lot of things with those. Like, and I don't mean in the, you know, hey, we're going to screw you out of your money kind of thing. I mean, like, they're, I don't know, this might be me being blinded by the fact that I like Xbox, you know. Uh, no, I, I think it's good overall, especially for, like, the people who play but, on both PC and Xbox. Yeah. Because now once you get it, or at you least if you have both. Game Pass, yeah. yeah, you have it on both well, regardless, for regardless free, of Game Pass, regardless of Game Pass, nice. Microsoft is very much, if you bought it on one, you bought it on <clears> both. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't, what is it, I've bought several games on Xbox that were part of the unanimous, uh, you know, ever ever expanding game store that they have and it's oh you now own this also on your on your pc and yeah. uh, i like the master chief collection for instance bought that on my xbox own it on pc uh halo wars 2 bought it on xbox own it on my pc and yep. both of those i mean are big time you know first party titles but Sea of Thieves, stuff like that. Sea of Thieves, yeah. But that one's free if you have Game Pass, though. Yeah, but you do have it on both, even if you just buy Yeah, regardless, your profile transfers to it. Um, Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, and with... And, I mean, like, you have seen what Microsoft has done with the other properties that they've acquired in the past, you know? Uh... Obsidian, they acquired Obsidian, who made Fallout New Vegas, mm-hmm. which apparently is like the most popular Fallout fran- uh, Fallout game ever. I thought Fallout 4 was. No, uh, people disliked Fallout 4 because your character could talk. <laughs> I personally enjoyed that, because I hate having to sit there and act like my character is a mute the whole damn time. You know? I mean, it's not like it's Knights of the Old Republic where you wake up in it from a coma. No, you could speak already. Just give True. them... 
Voice actors need work, damn it. <laughs> Make up a line for them. You already have the lines made up as choices. Just hand the lines over to someone to read them and then overlay it. I know that takes work. I'm not saying it's easy shit. I'm just saying, do it. With Obsidian, they purchase. With Obsidian, they and uh, what was it? Obsidian released um, Outer Worlds earlier this year. No, late last year. Right? Was it early this year or late last year? I gotta look that up now. Outer Worlds. It was released actually pretty close to a year ago. Uh, October 25th of 19. Before the world turned into the bigger shithole. Known as Corona. Damn, I did not realize how good people scored that one. GameSpot, 9 out of 10. IGN, 8.5 of 10. Metacritic, 85. Damn. But Obsidian is a first-party-owned company now by Microsoft. But they still released Outer Worlds on multiple platforms. Yeah. No, Xbox tends to not care so much about exclusives. No, like, <clears throat> save for their flagship ones, you know, being Halo, Halo. Fable, Gears, and... Um, I'm excited for more. the new Fable. Isn't that a remake of the first one, or is it an actual... Um... I'm not sure. I think it might be a remake. Yeah. But... Because it looked like a re That trailer looked like a remake of the original trailer. Yeah. It, it, it's probably a remake, but either way... Yeah. Like, I'm still excited for Tomb it. Tomb Raider. There's another one. It's not a first-party title, but it's from Square Enix. Square Enix. Um, but Microsoft has, like, huge faith in it, but it's also released on other platforms. Uh, but they... But, but, it's, but, it, but they get to, you know, advertise it as wondrous, you know? Yeah. Oh. Uh, huh. But there was a time period for a little bit where it was like third party exclusive kind of thing, you know? I want to say. It was like for a little bit, and then Microsoft just kind of like let go of that, and now it's back to being everywhere, but. It's still a good game to play, you know? Uh, but, and I mean, like, really, this I feel like this works out very well with both Microsoft and, you know, Bethesda, because they've had such a tight bond since, like, the 90s. Yeah. 
with the release of the first Elder Scrolls. Uh, and that was on PC. They've had such a tightly wound relationship that I feel like this is going to just open up doors for both of them because Microsoft is always going is going to be backing them to make new things. Yeah, I think the additional money and resources from Microsoft is really going to help speed up their stuff. Yeah. Definitely speed it up because I mean I know that's I know that's a money pit is production of of an object is the money pit because you don't know of setbacks you don't know of you know when the world's gonna get hit by a plague and cause half the industry to shut down or force people to work at home but. Oh, here's one. Uh, was a Microsoft exclusive. Was an Xbox ex- exclusive, and then became a, a third-party title overall. Uh, Mass Effect. Yeah. But that was also a licensing thing as well, because when the first Mass Effect came out. That was it was it was an exclusive on the 360 when the 360 launched. Um, great story gameplay on it was actually kind of boring because you know they wanted to make an open world RPG and it worked, except for when you had the Mako and you wanted to murder someone. Uh. I mean, short story, but you had to explore everything. Yeah. I mean, like, if you were to play just the story, you could get that cranked down in about three hours. See, I've, I've never finished the first... Well, I haven't finished any of the Mass Effect ones. You I need, need to. to. You need to. You need to play from Mass Effect 1, and, and I do mean complete all the side quests when I say this. Like, complete all the side quests because... They do affect your choices later on down the line in the games. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then with Mass Effect 2, do the exact same thing. Because you're going to see stuff that pays off already in, in Mass Effect 2. And then Mass Effect 3, and if you notice also with the gameplay of it, it starts to become a bit more linear, almost. Like, you still have this very compelling, awesome story but the gameplay mm-hmm. itself starts to become a bit more linear. And um, I don't mean like a rail shooter. I just mean it starts to have a bit more linear, like, hey, we're going to start going down the path of like gears and make it to where you have to get from point A to point B, and we're going to give you a path that you must follow in order to get there. Um, That's cool. How similar is it to KOTOR? Because I've heard it's pretty similar. Well, to it's KOTOR. the same. It's the same company, man. Yeah. The 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 original. I just meant like gameplay and then like story development. It is wise. okay. It is story development wise exactly like like that exactly like KOTOR. Um. Because it's just like oh here's this situation. By the way, you're a Sith Lord. Turns into oh here's this situation. By the way, this guy's an asshat. And the Reapers are real. 
and I'm the only one, and and he's the only one who knows that, and he must defeat them because he is Commander Shepard, the human specter. Because all other specters are aliens, and I mean it's very much that whole. You have you're standing up for what you believe for what you know, even though no one else believes you. And the people who do believe you are being stonewalled because there's no proof outside of what you know. Yeah. And so it's very much... I'm trying to think of a... It's almost like a Boy Who Cried Wolf situation, you know? Mm -hmm. Except he's not faking anything about this. He is like 100%... The Reapers are coming. We gotta take care of the Reapers. Why are you telling? Why are you sending me out here to to fight off? You know these slavers. I mean, I will still fight off the slavers, but we need to prepare for the Reapers. And when people don't believe in his word, and then all of a sudden in the third one, oh look, it's the fucking Reaper invasion. Told you so. So is there a particular reason why they don't believe him? There's no historical proof. Um. Mm. The so it's alien... just his word, pretty much. Well, the the council of all of the races, which, by the way, mm-hmm. is only, which is several races, but only three big ones get to have council members, um, and then four when humanity finally gets accepted into the council. Um, They don't believe him because there is no historical proof of what the Reapers were or are. And then when one actually attacks the council on a, on a giant space station out in the middle of the fucking galaxy called the Citadel, which honestly, cool, cool mm-hmm. space station, um, it's is trying to use it to open a gateway to allow the other Reapers to come in. And everyone's just like, oh, it's a Dreadnought. It's a Dreadnought. That's all it is. It's just a Dreadnought. It's not a, it, that can't be a sentient AI, which, by the way, are banned in the game. Um, and you end up destroying it. All of humanity ends up destroying it. The fleet that was sent to destroy it destroys it, you know. And yeah. the council then says, we will look into this a bit more. And we'll study the remains of the, sh- of the ship. And, and that's it? I kind of. And then in Mass Effect 2, which, by the way, this, is out for, this has been out for years. Anyone listening who has not played any of these three games? Looking at you, Jordan. That spoiler, no spoiler thing, that's your own fault for not playing it by now. Um, I'm just being honest, you know. Uh, it, it's like, you know, Star Wars has been out since the <laughs> forever. And if you don't know that Vader's Luke's father, then you've been hiding under a fucking rock. What? <laughs> of Vader's course. Luke's father? Of course. <laughs> Uh, Why would you spoil that? Dude, 
kidding. No, let me get off this tangent, and then I'll and then I have something <laughs> to say. Uh, but then in Mass Effect Two, right at the beginning, it's the secret organization that's wanting to de- to protect Shepard and get Shepard to assist them in in destroying the Reapers because they believe in the threat of the Reapers. And they wanna they wanna prepare they wanna give him all the best weapons that they can, best technology, everything that they can in order to fight him. And then you get killed by an enslaved race by the Reapers. And that's the first mission in the game. Then you wake up, I think they said two years later. I it's been a while since I played the games. I believe it was two years later, you wake up after being rebuilt with cloning techno- and cybernetics and it was called, it was the Lazarus Project. Mm-hmm. You wake up to find out that the station you're on is under attack from an unknown force. Well, it's just the mechs that they have guarding the place are going rogue and uh, you gotta go through, kill the mechs. Just to find out that one of the guys you saved is the person who betrayed you, and he gets gunned down right before you get onto the damn shuttle. Fun. Yeah. And then you do all of this amazing shit of getting uh, allies to, to your side. Allies who actually know you at the same time, but also allies who have no, who know of you but have doubt in your abilities. And the secret organization that you're working for is actually a very human-first-centric organization. <laughs> Humans, the racists that make everyone happy. <laughs> Take that shit with us into space. Hooray. Uh, That's funny. I know. And so you're, you're, you're working for a human-centric organization that is deciding to team up with aliens in order to stop this mighty AI threat. And also destroying their enslaved race that happens to be Prothean, that happens to be the race that everyone deemed to be these gospel deities who happen to live in the center of the galaxy. Hmm. Yeah. And word of caution, if you don't play that final mission right and you don't prepare your ship properly, you will lose key people and miss out on key story. I guess I'll have to be careful then. No, I mean, you can look up a guide on how to do it. Like, seriously, no problem. Um, And if you take too long... Your crew who got kidnapped off your ship, which mm-hmm. happens, um, they all get killed. And so Dang. you could lose your entire crew if you take too long. <laughs> so there's one mission before that happens that you need to have everything taken care of before you do that mission. So that you can hop straight through the, the relay that takes you to the center of the galaxy in order to save your crew and save as many people as you can. Oh. And 
I forgot about one key thing that's a factor in all three games. You have love interests. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and depending on who kinda you choose, kind of like how they almost put that in Kotor, but it's not quite the same. No, that one's more like they developed a great companionship, a, a friendship. Yeah, but in this, it's actually a relationship. And me personally, my favorite relationship of them all is Liara because that has the most story depth out of all of them. Throughout all three games, she is in awe of who you are and and so honored to be working with you and being able to save the galaxy and all of everyone who lives in it. And she's and she's a strong character too, and intelligent as hell. And she's also a blue alien chick. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the one I hate the most is whenever you do a relationship with one of the humans, which which is also a character that which is also one of two characters that you can choose to kill off. In one mm -hmm. mission, uh, you get you get a human male and a human female. Both of them, um, well, one of them you can develop a relationship with, with later on in the third game. Actually, both of them later on in the third game because there wasn't really uh, same-sex choices in the first or second one. Um, mm -hmm. But you can develop that later on. Except in the first one, if you play Male Shepherd, you're being steered towards, uh, you know, hooking up with a uh, human chick, you know. Or, if you're playing uh, Femme Shep, you're being steered to hook up with, you know, human male dude. Which, honestly, not a bad choice, uh, story-wise. The one with the female uh, choice, she gets like, I mean, granted, both of them, no matter who you choose, get like super fucking bitchy. Because they're like, they're like, wait, you were dead. Where were you? And it's like, and, and you're acting like nothing's changed because technically nothing has changed for you because... Basically, you went to sleep and you woke up. Turns out it was two years later. Oh, well. That's funny. But everyone else is like super fucking bitchy with you. Except Liara. If you have a relationship with her. Actually, even outside of the relationship with you, her. She's not bitchy about it. She's like, you're alive. Oh, my God. And uh, she knew that th that you were being worked on and who was working on you and everything because she knew that was the only way to get you back and she knew you needed to come back. Mm -hmm. So she hated herself for it. But she also wanted to maintain that bond with you. Notice I'm saying you instead of Shepard because technically you are Shepard. Your choices are his choices kind of thing. And... It's very much uh, 
to me, it was the most genuine relationship that they put into the video games. Even though you're building the relationship. But fav- uh, but also second, uh, close close second is uh, whenever you is if you get a relationship with uh, Talon. Because she is another alien girl, yeah. But she is like I'm trying to figure out how to say this one. She turned from being a naive. Like, I don't know, uh, like, I'm going to go out into the galaxy and do what I can kind of thing to, hey, the galaxy's fucking evil. <laughs> and uh, starts to, you know, get high open about it. And she's old, she's out there seeking what's best to help her species because her species has been driven away from her home. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to... She's trying to do what she can to make sure that her species survives in order to possibly find a home again. And that story plays out in the third one. And hmm, that's interesting. Like and it and with her it's also a very meaningful relationship. The other characters, I I didn't really feel like there was any meaningfulness from any of them. Cuz it just felt more like eh whatever with all of them. Well, then you have Garrus, if you're Femshep, that's a good one. Each of them have a, each of them have like a secondary alien, uh, relationship that's that's good. But outside of those, it's very much blase. Um. Then in the third game, I mean. Reaper invasion, go fight them, create a giant weapon that's supposed to neutralize them, and then, you know, all three choices cause you to die. That was literally. What was that? Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I was I was in the ouch in the middle of a, a firefight. <clears throat> um, third game is basically Reapers invade. You find a way to construct a massive weapon that is supposed to neutralize them or kill them or control them or whatever the hell it's supposed to be. So you're fighting Reaper forces and you're also fighting fighting Cerberus' forces who are so after trying to kill you because you're you. You're Commander Shepard. Yeah, we're going to fucking kill that guy. Bullshit. And so there's the whole grand galactic war, basically, against the Reapers. And then you have that side minor war of a human-centric terrorist group, really, who's trying to cause as much havoc as they can in order to make sure that if they're the one that they're the ones who get all the tech from it. Yeah, that's such a great thing to have <laughs> and then you end with all three endings wanting to kill your ass because yeah that's the only way they can make an ending but I will say they did come back patch it they didn't change it to where it didn't kill you but they did patch it to where they did explain stuff that and fixed things that people did not like 
Gotcha. So it made it a better ending. It still sucks, but it became a better ending. Without that patch, it's terrible. Because it's just dead. And then all of a sudden, I don't know where it's like, well, either this happened or this happened or this happened. And then there was a mystery of like, you see the Normandy crashed on a planet. And you're looking, and, and the camera pans up, moves, pans, pans across the hull to the uh, main hatch. And then it opens, and that's it. And that's the original ending. But that's also fully dependent on what choice you made. And also, it ends with it being a story being told by a grandfather to his grandkid. Um, like, so many years later. I don't know how many years, but so many years later. And Buzz Aldrin was the grandpa. I thought that was, like, one of the coolest fucking things ever. I was like, Buzz Aldrin's in a fucking video game. Yeah, that was pretty neat. And then, like, oh, you want to talk about the cast list. Man, such a good cast list. I mean, like, honestly, there's only maybe, like, three names I can remember off the top of my head. But the lit, actually, I got computer. Okay, what the? That's not what I was looking for. You accidentally open your porn file. Haha, <laughs> very funny. No, I type in Mass Effect cast, cast, and then there's this thing that says Mass Effect, according to Debeta IMDB. Gina Carano, Viggo Mortensen, Brett Dalton, Erica Durance, and Kristen Bell. I'm like, none of them were in fucking Mass Effect. Actually, I'm surprised they didn't get Alan Tudyk to do that. Although, Commander Shepard, Viggo Mortensen, if he was back to being the age he was when he was Aragon in Lord of the Rings, definitely. I would say yes to that. That would have been cool. He would have been a good fit. Um, here it is, Mass Effect voice actor list. Oh, that's, that's not the Mass Effect I want, you ass. They're showing me Andromeda actors. I don't want the Andromeda actors. Andromeda doesn't even des deserve to be talked about. <laughs> That's funny. My brother was actually playing in Tromata today. Dude, it it ruined everything. He said he liked it, but uh, I don't think he's played any of the other ones, so... Uh, <clears throat> I hurt now. Okay. Mass Effect, here we go. Uh... You have, okay, some of these people have played other roles in other games that I can't think of, or they were actually, or they're actually movie actors, you know, such as Keith David, who plays Captain David Anderson, 
and Seth Green, who plays uh, Flight Lieutenant Jeff Joker Moreau. Both of them, you know, relatively big-time actors. Uh, Keith David was in The Thing. He's also the voice of the Arbiter. Um, I like the voice of the Arbiter. That was a good one. Uh, I'm looking at his stuff right now. Hold on. Um, oh God, some of these I haven't seen. Uh, Armageddon, he was a general who was trying to defend the world, but turned out just be an asshole, you know, that kind of situation. Um, Archer, he plays Lana's dad. Uh, really? Yes. That's funny. Yeah, he he has a he has a Mustang. He has the bullet Mustang, and he's um and he plays Archer's dad. And I'm just like, that's Keith David, you know. <laughs> I, I personally enjoy that. Uh, Saints Row. He plays Julius. Um, Delta Farce. Oh my God, a Larry King movie. Yeah, not Larry King. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy. No, he he was in Delta Farce. He played Sergeant Kilgore. Hmm. Oh my God, that hurts. Um. He's done a lot of voice roles in cartoons. Holy hell. I mean, that's good. Don't get me wrong. That's good. Todd McFarlane's Spawn. Wow. 97. Fallout, a post-nuclear role-playing game. He, he was Decker in Fallout. Holy shit, he was in Murder, She Wrote. That's old. Yeah, it was the it was the South by Southwest TV movie. God, I'm I'm going back all the way. He wasn't he was in Platoon. I forgot about Platoon. Oh, good Charlie Sheen movie too. Like I've never seen it. Oh, Dude, platoon. Oh, let me. Uh. All right, you got. So here's the actors you got in platoon: Keith David, Forrest Whitaker, uh, friend uh, Francesco Quinn, Kevin Dillon, John C. McGinley, who plays Doctor Cox in Scrubs. Um. Reggie Johnson, Mark Moses, Corey Glover. Don't know who that is. Johnny Depp. Everyone knows who Johnny Depp is. Mm-hmm. Bob Orwig. Willem Dafoe. You know, the Green Goblin. Yeah. Why aren't they showing Charlie Sheen on here? I mean, he was the main character. Oh, there's Charlie Sheen. 
I it's it's a good movie. It is a good movie, and it's it's a good just all around like well acted movie. Um, let's see. Then with Seth Green, uh. There's one more. There's like and there's at least three more major actors who have been in the, who've been in Mass Effect. Um, oh, Gideon Emery was in it. Oh, he was Chellick. Holy shit! I forgot about that guy. Um. God, I hate I hate that I forget his name. But anyone who has seen. Um. Uh, the second Alien movie, Aliens. Admiral Hackett is played by, um. Oh God, I just I forgot his character's name. Uh. Oh, there it is, Lance Henriksen, who played Bishop. In Aliens, oh, yeah. plays like Admiral Bishop, Hackett. The, that character, nice. And <clears throat> I mean, like his voice is just like, you listen. I mean, you listen to him. <laughs> uh. But like voice actor wise, you got uh, Gray Griffin who plays Daphne and Scooby Doo. Um. Zonies. Jinky. No. Jeepers. It is, It'd be it Jeepers. Is no, it's no, not I Jinkies. That's Velma. Jinkies is Velma. Oh, is Jeepers is Daphne. Zoiks gotcha. is Shaggy. Was Shaggy, yeah. Ruh -ruh. <laughs> That's Fred. Ruh-roh. <laughs> 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 Ruh-roh. Fred, Fred switched places. <laughs> Well, actually, what's funny is the guy who plays Fred can't also play Scooby Doo every once in a while. Really? Yeah. That's funny. So it 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 actually works. Um, Kimberly Brooks plays uh, Ashley Williams, who has also played. Uh... Oh, good. Some of these, it's just like, why do I even try, you know? Um, anyone who's who's played uh, Fallout Infinite, she played the uh, Vox Populi leader. The very, like, we're going to fix, we're going to fix Columbia and make it where it's fair. You know, that chick? I haven't seen it. I heard it's Daisy uh, Fitzroy. Daisy Fitzroy. That's who she plays in Math in, in Bioshock Infinite. Um, dude, she's like this underground like leader, and it's fucking hell, you know. Oh, Injustice: Gods Among Us. She plays Batgirl. Uh, Batman: Arkham City. She plays Barbara Gordon. Which I believe they replaced her with uh, 
Arkham Knight. If I'm right about that. Yep, I don't see her anywhere. Um, Far Cry, she, Far Cry Five. She was a voice in there somewhere. Uh, but I mean, like, I mean, it, you can you can feel the sense of talent that they have. I mean, they have Jennifer Hale playing one of the forms of Shepard, playing Fem Shep. Jennifer Hale, who you'll recognize this game played the Jedi who was also a Sith in disguise the entire time and you were trying to rescue in Kotar. Oh, so she played Kreia? Yes, that one. That's cool. Um, when was she on Critical Role? <gasps> oh! Okay, bad episode. Never mind. Um, uh, she's. I mean, like, where was it? It there was literally just a thing for Star Wars on here for her. Um, if you pay attention, in Episode Nine of Rise of Skywalker, whenever they're whenever they're doing all of the Jedi voices. She is Ayla Secura. Oh, that's cool. She's she is she is she's the voice of Ayla Secura in the Clone Wars. Hmm. And what they did, if you pay attention to that scene, oh, she also plays Sarah Palmer in Halo Four, oh, Commander nice. Palmer. So there's a notable one for you, people. Um, GI <laughs> Joe Renegades, Wendy. What what a regular name. Um, oh, Galadriel. That's a, that's a good role for her voice. That's a very good role for her voice. Yeah, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars, Alea Secura. And if you pay attention to that scene, uh, whenever all the Jedi are talking to Rey, you will pick up so many names, so many voices. Like... Yeah. Like I was sitting there watching for the first time, and I was I was like, oh my god, they got they got so and so, they got so and so, they got so and so, so and so, so and so, so and so, so, and I'm going to full cast list on this one because I know that they have them listed. Um, okay, so you got uh, Ayla Secura being uh, Jennifer Hale. Then you have Gautama, dude. Not even Gima. What? I just said. Oh, wait a minute. Did they pull her voice for that? No. Okay. Different character entirely. But she played someone's voice. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't even know who I'm talking about. Uh, where are you? Okay, they had Hayden Christensen pop up to do Anakin's voice. Uh, they had Olivia Daabo show up to do uh, Master Luminara's voice. Uh, Ashley 
Eckstein, who plays Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, yeah, I knew they had her, her voice was in there. Yeah, I knew they had her pop in because a lot of people were excited about it. Yeah, Jennifer Hale popped up as Alea Secura. Sam Jackson popped up as Mace Windu. He was very noticeable because you don't mistake in that voice at all. No, he speaks very motherfuckily. Ewan McGregor was in there as Obi Wan. Uh which I mean him, you had to like really pay attention to, to hear his voice. Because who I heard was Alec was Alec Guinness. That's who I heard. As Obi Wan. I didn't hear Ewan McGregor. Uh, he's They're very similar. They're very anyway. similar. Yeah, but you pick up on on Alec Guinness's voice. Frank Oz was Yoda, like always. Uh, Angelique Perrin, I think I said her name right, was Adi Gallia. Uh, which I think she played her in The Clone Wars. Then you had Freddie Prince Jr. reprising his role as Canis Jar- Canon Jarrus from Rebels. And then Liam Neeson popped up as well as Qui-Gon Jinn. And still my favorite Jedi. Dude. Ugh. And then here's the uncredited here's the uncredited people. Um Ed Sheeran was a stormtrooper. I remember seeing a picture of him dressed up as one. That's that's funny. Um don't know who a lot of these other people are. Uh, Harrison Ford was uncredited for being Han Solo in that movie. Really? Yeah, I can't. Imma- I mean, he I, he played like a minor role, but he was in it still, and people knew who the hell he was. So I mean, it's yeah, you, you don't mistake Harrison Ford. No, you don't mistake in Harrison Ford, and then. Uh, but I mean, like that voice list right there—that between Hayden Christensen and Liam Neeson—that entire voice list is just beautiful. It is. <laughs> it it really is because that means that yeah, she played yeah. So I'm I'm just confirming a few things that bug me, and it, it just confirms that people pay attention to it, you know. Because you have people who are iconic characters throughout everything. And, like, when I heard Freddie Prince Jr. as a Jedi, I was like, wait, when was he a Jedi? I was like, are they just getting him to play a Jedi role just because of the hell of it? And then I found out he was a, he was a Jedi in the Rebels series. And I'm like, oh, really? shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh, shit, that makes way more sense now why they got him when, when I heard Jennifer Hale's voice though I was like what they got her and then I, and then it's yeah she's Alea Secura so and I was okay yeah I honestly didn't hear uh, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka in that scene because I was being overwhelmed by all the other voices <laughs> I mean I picked up on Hayden Christensen real quick yeah and then, like, Liam Neeson, you do not mistake in that man's voice or Sam Jackson's voice. 
And when there's Yoda's voice, you know it's Yoda. So. But, like, I was so blown away by the fact that they basically went, like, yes, these actors are, in fact, these people in this movie, officially, you know. The ones who never got to be, um, uh, in live-action Star Wars, you know. Which, also, Freddie Prince Jr. is in Mass Effect 3. Went for a little tidbit right there. But, I mean, like, and back to the to the voice list of just Mass Effect in general. I mean, it's just, it's just a great collection. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Brandon Kenner, who plays Garrus, he also plays, uh, he's the Isaac voice in Division. Uh, the little watch AI who keeps telling you if you're walking into a hazardous zone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that one. The division, dude. Oh, okay, okay. Isaac, the voice of the watch. Yeah, or of the I division I computer. Into those zones very often. Well, it would tell you if something was going on, if there was like an echo nearby or a uh, object you needed to look at. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, he plays he plays Garrus and he plays Isaac and he he did an episode of oh god, where was it? It um oh he was in an episode of Justified, not the one I was thinking of, but that's good to know. No, he was in an episode of Numbers where, yeah, every now and then a voice actor gets a live-action role. Who knows? Who knew, you know? That's cool. But in that, he was playing a guy who went to a dentist. He was being a real prick. The dentist comes out, gives him a root canal. Not a root canal. He just rips a tooth out of his fucking head, and then the dentist runs off because he's like, people are after me to kill me now, you know? And the entire time that scene's happening, I'm just like, that's Garrus. Holy shit, that's Garrus. Uh, Be a little sad if somebody just came and ripped the tooth out. Oh, I think I'd be very pissed. Um, But then you also have, where is he? I I know his face is around here somewhere. Where is he? Uh, There it is. Ralph Sbarge. I don't know how to say his last name. S-B-A-R-G-E. Sbarge. Yeah, not ringing a bell. Well, he plays the voice of Caden, who is also the same... He also plays in KOTAR as well, and I don't remember the guy's name, but he is the Jedi who's supposed to be training you since the beginning when you're trying to escape that ship. So, not Bastila. Oh, in KOTOR 2, you said? No, in KOTOR. Uh, here it is. Karth on, uh, Anazi. Oh, Karth Onasi. Onasi. Yeah. He's uh, he's just a soldier, a Republic soldier. Well, he plays Karth. That's cool. That's the main thing. He plays Karth. He's got a really good voice for voice acting. He has such a great voice. 
and like Caden, awesome voice. Um, shit, he was in an episode of Burn Notice. Live action wise, he was in Burn Notice. Lie to Me, The Defenders, Heroes, The Mentalist, Dollhouse, Prison Break. Mentalist is a cool show. Dude, you want to talk about a mind fuck every time you're watching it? Bones. Yep, that's that's the one. that when he plays the son of a billionaire and he goes to jail for what he fucking did. Um, I might be confusing that with NCIS. I don't honestly remember right now, but he was in NCIS as well. Um, but I pick up, you know, I it's like whenever I find out a voice actor's face and then I hear his voice and I see his face in a show I'm like oh that's so and so and my family looks at me like I'm fucking nuts cause who knows that I do <laughs> apparently you do yeah and you wanna know something else that's weird uh Nolan North was in an episode of NCIS really yep it was back after uh Ziva <clears throat> Uh, joined the team, and there was that uh, highway shooting where they had uh, where it started out with a patrol officer pulling over a guy in a Russian car, a Russian dude in a car, not a not a guy in a Russian car, uh, for speeding. And I didn't know Russian cars could speed. Well, it was an American car with a Russian driving it, uh, and, he, and he pulled him over for speeding. And he's trying to get his information when all of a sudden his car, his, his patrol car gets hit by a, by another speeding vehicle to find out that there's a guy dead inside of it with a bunch of fucking coins. And it turns out he's a naval officer, so they get everyone there. And Nolan North is the patrol officer who stopped the guy to begin with and also talks to Gibbs whenever they get there to uh, take over the scene. And, and, like, literally, that is a if-you-blink-you-will-miss-it moment. Even though it lasts for, like, five minutes. Yeah, most people aren't looking for it, though. No, I wasn't either. I mean, I, I only realized it was him because I was looking at him. I was like, that looks like Nolan North. And I don't know how many times I saw that episode before realizing that. And, I mean, he has a big screen blink and you'll miss some scene Nolan North uh, you're not a fan of it but Star Trek Into Darkness he's in that he was one of the uh, Comare guys on the uh, Federation ship that was being piloted by Robocop uh, that's funny <laughs> well, the guy who played RoboCop, but RoboCop nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, and he was talking about Intruders in the Bay, and that was it. That was his one scene. Intruders in the Bay. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> um, it's like, oh, great, cool. And me personally, I've never played. Uh, the Uncharted series, yeah, I know, bad on me, what is wrong with you, blah, 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 you're an evil person, I own an Xbox, get over it. Um, 
So let's say I've watched some videos of people playing it, and it just didn't look super interesting to me. I mean, it's basically modern-day Indiana Jones with a thief scandal twist kind of thing. That's the way I saw it. <clears throat> I was like, I'll just watch Indiana Jones, to be honest. Um, yeah. And also, my other word was, it's the male version of Tomb Raider. You know? Yeah, but... And I had a friend... I'm sorry, but as a dude, I'd much rather watch Tomb Raider. <laughs> See, and that's what they said. They're like, no, technically the male version of Tomb Raider is Tomb Raider. I'm like, no, the male version of Tomb Raider being, being the fact it's a male lead, not a female lead. Yeah. He still didn't understand it, and I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, you don't. Sure, I do. Hey, don't don't lie to me. But I'll pretend either way. <laughs> you pretend no matter what. That's that's true. You don't tell your ex. Uh. <laughs> what you say? Uh, I said don't don't tell any of your exes. Oh. Uh, it's it's funny to me. Uh. But, like, no, you need to get in and you need to play that series, dude. Like, it. Best way I can put it is that it's the modern Star Trek. You know, you you have you have Star Trek, then you have Mass Effect. And Mass Effect would be the video game version of Star Trek. Even though there's Star Trek video games out there, yes, I understand that. But, yeah. back to the spoiler thing, and the whole Luke's father thing, you know. Wait, don't don't tell me any more spoilers if you want me to play it. I'm not saying that. <laughs> the, plus, again, it's been out <clears throat> fucking years. Yeah. It's your own damn fault. I mean, yeah. I, can, I can ruin, like, every movie you've yeah. never seen. That's like 99% of the movies in the world, Bennett. That's not hard. Yeah, I know. You finally uh, became a man and watched Predator and Alien just like within the last year. Pretty much. Yeah. Do you know how I, I do you know how upsetting that is? I watched those back before I even got into junior high. Yeah, well, you know what? And actually, even sooner than that, because I remember Alien freaking me the hell out when I was like six. Yeah, I watched pretty all four sure. Lethal Weapons before kindergarten. I'm pretty sure the scariest movies my parents let me watch whenever I was <laughs> a kid was Scare uh, Straight Tales. <laughs> uh, no, The Ghost in the Darkness. Oh, dude, that it's, one it's, fucks you up. It's a good good one that is a good one but man but my is that one mentally like, fuck you oh there's not you know it, it's not people killing people and it's not like oh, it's scary beasts. monsters you know it's real life stuff and i was like that's worse it is worse because that's a true <laughs> fucking story yeah i was like are you kidding me i was so terrified Those... of lions attacking me and i know no, I, be I believe that, because that's a real fucking story, and I can imagine that being the reason why you don't want to ever be near a fucking cat. Uh, I like cats now, <laughs> but, like, 
like uh, tall grass as a kid scared the ever living crap out of me. I believe it. And you know what's even more fucked up too? Um, they keep claiming Jumanji as a family film. Oh no, that's a pretty dude. Pretty scary that one is too. a fucking horror film. The ominous drumbeat at the beginning of everything, the whole, yeah. uh, <laughs> you did it's this, now you're going into the like, fucking game, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's almost Ouija-like how it moves on its own and stuff, too. Yeah, it is. It's like, that, I don't know if this is much of a kid's movie, It's guys. like, that is not a family film. That is a horror movie with not so much it's horror, but it is still exactly. horrifying. And then the fact yeah. that, oh... Apparently, you tried to cheat. You're now a monkey. Yeah, that's 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 pretty harsh punishment for cheating. Or what about this? You you rolled six. You landed on this space. Now there's a lion trying to kill you. For the rest of the game. Yep. Or uh, you have a man with a rifle trying to kill you. <laughs> for Until he wins, you know. Yeah. And and then after everything's done, it rolls back time to whenever he got put into the game. And it's and it's and it's still like that's even more horrifying. Because no one that you may be become a that you may become a piece of the game. Yes. Part of the crew, part of the ship. Basically. <laughs> and like I mean, Jumanji is a horror movie, for sure. But then, uh, but then they make you know the the last two, and they're like, "Oh, it's family fun, blah blah blah." I'm like, "No, you completely missed the point of the first one." Yeah, the first one's supposed to be scary. Everything after that it. is just you're you're just making you're just going after money now. Yeah, I haven't watched the ones uh, that they've made after. I watched the first one of the recent. It, don't get oh, me wrong. Okay. It was fun. It was enjoyable, yes. But in terms... Is this the one with, like, The, the Rock, Rock and, and Jack Black okay. and yeah. Kevin yeah, Hart? Yeah, with those guys, it's definitely going to be more of a kid-friendly one. Definitely. And also, you have uh, the chick who plays Nebula from... Uh, Oh, that's her? Yeah. I I that's what she looks like. That's yeah, what she that's... looks like without the blue paint and hair. That's crazy. She's like 16 times hotter. Um... <laughs> you know what, Bennett? At this point, though, I'd take either version. <laughs> well, I mean, have you seen her in leather pants? No. I've pretty much only ever seen her as Nebula. Yeah, in leather pants. Oh, yeah. God, you're fair, fair enough. But uh, and then you also have Nick Jonas in it as well. What's uh, he doing in it? <clears throat> he's one of the playable characters, and he's the one who's like in. <laughs> his character is, actually turns out to be um, Tom Hanks's son. I forgot his name. Uh, who is also an actor, and but he plays he he's a, he he plays one of the playable characters throughout the game, and he is more of the uh, 
uh, he's the pilot, I guess, is what his uh, abilities were. He was he was a pilot, but oh, so like an aviator type explorer character. Yeah, but he's also the uh, like real. He's supposed to be like that, uh, like uh, the cool guy, you know. Yeah. Funny. And to be honest, <clears throat> they did right with Nick Jonas playing that character because it's just like, yeah, I could see him being that guy. <laughs> but I mean, he's he's actually pretty funny in reality. And I mean, also he he was in a World War Two movie lately called Midway. Yes, Midway. The battle that turned the tide of the war for the Pacific against the navy anyways and mm-hmm. he played a uh god he played an enlisted man i forgot his rank because they got like 30 different ranks for what you are when you're in the navy and it's based <clears> on <throat> your position uh but he played an enlisted man who's who was a tail gunner for uh dauntless bombers um hmm. dauntless dive cool. bombers and yeah. his his uh, his performance in that was actually pretty good in my mind, and I I actually enjoy movies with him in it. I, he's enjoyable. Now him as the main character probably not a good thing, but him as a additional character definitely. Oh, um, I had a thought today, of I gotta remember now who I thought would be. Who's the unlucky girl? What? No, <laughs> jackass. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, with Halo 4, with, with, uh, not Halo 4, but Halo 5, we finally got to meet Blue Team. Mm-hmm. And Travis Willingham played the voice of Fred. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a realization today of who I thought would <clears throat> be a great person to play Fred. Um, if he was ever brought in to live action. You know, and I had I had that person in my mind, and I forgot who it was. But I was like, "You'd be a great Fred." And now I hate that I don't remember who it was. Uh, and and this is bugging me now. This is bugging the hell out of me now. Actually, I think it might have been. Uh, I gotta remember how to say his name. John Krasinski. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm like he'd be a great Fred. He would be a good Fred. Uh, from what I understand, the way he's described in the books. Their facial, their facial, his facial, uh, structure. Yeah, he would look kind of like how Fred's described in the books. Yeah, and I mean, give him uh, some uh, silver mixed in into his, uh, give him black hair and some silver mixed into it, like he was described in Reach. Mm-hmm. And I it, think that's about how Krasinski looks right now, actually. Actually, yeah, he might be at that age where he looks good. 
to play that role. And he's actually at the right age for Fred, too, if I want to say it right, you know? Yeah. Um, he's 40 right now, and yeah, that would actually be the best. He's, yeah. Krasinski? Krasinski? I can't. I think it's I, Krasinski. I K-R-A-S-I-N-S-K-I. I think it's Krasinski. I don't fully know, but that's what it's, I mean, that's what it looks like. I'm probably saying his name wrong, and I'm sorry if I am. But him is Fred. I mispronounce things all the time. I know you do. Annoying. But him is Fred. That's my vote, you know. Because, I mean, we already know who's playing Master Chief. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down for that. Nope, not that guy. Uh, you know who's playing Master Chief? Uh, nope. <clears throat> Are you talking about in... Uh, in the Infinite? Stars live-action series. Oh, live-action, live-action. Yeah. Sure. And not Stars, Showtime, live-action Halo series. Who's playing Master Chief? Pablo Schreiber. Uh, it's not ringing a bell. Um, let me look up his IMDb real quick. Did you ever watch 13 Hours? No. Did you watch uh, Orange is the New Black? I've seen at least the first season. He played... How many? How many seasons are there? Well, it says it got one from 2013 to 2019. Uh, oh, he's in American Gods, too. But in Orange is the New Black, he played George Pornstash Mendez. <laughs> okay, that's funny. <clears throat> but I've seen this guy, like, beefed up. You know, yeah, I I could see if he you know bulked up quite a bit. He had he, he would. He in, he's a really tall guy, so it makes sense that he yeah, plays Spartan. Yeah, and I mean <clears throat> in in thirteen hours he was bulked up because he was playing a former ranger who was in Bosnia. Gotcha. Um, he's Master Chief. I completely agree with that character, you know? Yeah, I can see it. Um, Halo on Showtime. And then, you know, here's the other... Uh, here's here's the cast list for everyone in, in that. Uh, you got... Uh, Shabana Azmi. I think that's how you say her name. I think I might have butchered it. I'm sorry. Um, roles that she's played. A lot of stuff in India. Never mind. But she's playing Admiral Perengoski. Who is like a mean bitch and will like do whatever she wants to win kind of thing. Natasha Kolzak playing Riz028. Another Spartan that we've never met, but apparently exists. Yeah, I've, I've never heard yeah. 028. 
she was in The Witcher for an episode. Who was she in The Witcher? Uh, it was the episode Four Masks. She played uh, Toravale. feel like that was that one where they do the big battle with all the witches and warlocks. I don't know if that was the big battle. Hold on, maybe I can find a picture of her from The Witcher. Oh, speaking of The Witcher, I think I saw something about how uh, Jason Momoa is going to be in the new Witcher series season. Nice. What? Who's he going to play in that? Probably someone who gets killed by a, uh, a witch. <laughs> Probably. I mean, to be fair. Or he's going to be like, women, and jump into a desert. Uh, It'd be cool if they show some of the uh, like training, uh, witcher training scenes from uh, Geralt's past. And if he's like a, a witcher in that. Yeah, whatever. Uh... Maybe. Uh, you got Bjo uh, Bjorn Freeberg, I think. B-J-O with two dots above the O. R-N. Bjorn. 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 Sounds <laughs> like a pirate. Uh, Freeberg, who's playing Onim007 Oni Officer. Olive Gray, playing Miranda Keys. I don't know who that is, but that's a pretty cool role. I mean, Miranda Keys is a pretty big role, though. She was an episode of Sex Education. That movie, that show is on Netflix, I believe. Um, I think it is. See, I don't know any of these shows that she was in. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Uncle, she was Anna. Um... Home from Home, Team Spirit, Pure, Dark Money, Sulfur and White, Double Tap, Save Me, Rose. I don't know, but she's playing Miranda Keys. Uh, you have uh, Yirin Ha playing Quan Ah. I really fucking butchered that because I think she's Chinese and that's... Of course, I might be wrong about who she is. Uh, Bentley... Kalu is playing Vanek one three four. Another Spartan that we've never met. Yeah. But I mean, they These do. These must be some of the unnamed Spartans from. Like, I was gonna say. I was gonna say they did have thirty four Spartans to play with who eventually die. Yeah. Um. Roles that he was in. Um. Uh, oh, he's in Squadron forty two. Cool. Um, no, no, the division, he did a military officer voice, um, oh, Avengers Age of Ultron, he's one of Claw's mercenaries, that's cool, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, he's Dog Soldier 4, That's a scary movie that scarred me as a kid. Watched that at my cousin's. What movie? Dog Soldiers. Oh, yeah, that is a fucked up movie. Been 
terrified of werewolves ever since. Kate Kennedy plays Kai125. Her famous roles. She oh, was an anthem. No. Um, World of Warcraft, The Fear, Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, that was a great game for her. Not a whole. Uh, she was in Divinity Original Sin. She <coughs> plays elves, dwarves, and flaming pig. Really? She's the flaming pig character. Okay, That's the fact hilarious. you pick up on that is amazing. Yeah, no, I, I like that game. Natasha McElhone. McElhone? I don't know how to pronounce her name. She's playing Dr. Catherine Halsey and Cortana. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I would have figured that both of them would be the same, but... I mean, it's ridiculous cool. that you wouldn't... Yeah. Yeah. Who, uh... Does she play in anything I would know? I'm looking at it right now. Uh... Castlevania Lord of Shadow 2 video game. No. Um... Castlevania Lords of Shadow video game. <laughs> she plays Marie Belmont in those. Um... I assume I'm supposed to know who that is, but I've not played any yeah, Castlevania never mind. games. Uh, no, I'm not seeing anything that sh that I would recognize either. I mean, she has a very familiar face. I just can't figure out where I know it from. The Truman I Show? I wish they would... The Truman Show. Do they have any clips of her speaking? Um... Not really sure. I mean, you'd probably have to look it up on YouTube. But face-wise, I mean, yeah, she could play Dr. Halsey. Um, the movie Ronin? I don't know. She, I mean, she has the face of playing... Uh, she has the face for Halsey. I mean, that's for me. That's a win. Yeah, uh, I mean, if they find somebody that looks like the character, I just yeah. use them. I mean, there's. A I just hope she sounds like Cortana. I know they can do some work, you know, since Cortana's an AI. Well, it's not really making but... her sound like Cortana. It's more like making her have the same feeling as Cortana. Yeah. Uh, Danny Sapani. I think that's how you say his last name, is playing Captain Jacob Keyes. He is noted for... Oh, he's in Black Panther. Who was he in Black Panther? Uh, Border Tribe Elder. Okay, that doesn't say a lot. Uh, he was the medical frigate captain in The Last Jedi. That atrocious Star Wars movie that should never have been named. Um, but I want to say he was that captain who was like saying, all oh, my crew are escaped. I'm trying to buy you as much time as I can then gets blows up, then gets blown up. Um, Oxford murders. I think this guy's British. Yeah, he's UK. 
so a lot of stuff that I've never heard of because of, you know, the difference of where I live. Um, the Bastard Executioner, that sounds awesome. What's your title? The Bastard Executioner. Ooh, how much does that pay? Not as much as you think. I do it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm constantly busy. Yes. See, now here's, and also there's going to be, I can tell you right now, there's going to be some major backlash going to be hitting hard for two characters. Uh, which ones? Uh, Miranda and Captain Keys. Why is that? Because they did a racial swap on them. So I can, I can, I don't think it's a bummer. I feel like it's acceptable no matter what, because, I mean. I disagree. If a character's written a certain way, then they're supposed to be that way. Well, Miranda wasn't a fucking doctor. <clears throat> Did they make her a doctor? Yes, it says Dr. Miranda Keys. And Why you don't find. they make her a doctor? I don't know, but. She's supposed to be uh, uh, a, what is it, during the time of the war, she was in school, and then she got to the age to where she was able to either, I mean, she might be a doctor, I don't know, but the last I knew, See, she was a commander in the Navy. Like, I'm fine with race swaps and stuff if you're going to be making something that's not supposed to be canon though like if it's a fanfic yeah I don't care but well, if it's something that's supposed to be canon I don't think you should change you know anything I personally don't care about the racial swap because my whole belief is that if they send out you know 30 scripts you know and the people who come back are different from the original racial casting that was in the game who gives a shit because if they're doing the job of this character then it's perfectly fine now if they do a vocal change on them as in uh, Captain Keys has an American accent but if they give him a British accent that's going to bother me I mean it's pretty much the same thing though I... tomato potato tomato uh... <laughs> potato well, tomato, potato. But I'm open to this because I personally don't have a care in the world about the whole racial flip. I know there's going to be other people out there like you who is so, no, it needs, and Captain Keys is a white man. It needs to be white. No, I don't give a shit about that. Because if he's doing a great job as Keys, keep him as Keys. I mean, normally I would agree, but, like, if you're going lore lore wise like well also lore wise if this is taking place after the war keys is already dead true both I mean, of them I are guess already if they're dead not gonna follow, i guess if they're not going to follow lore at all then it doesn't really matter but well and also where is the lore right now it's up in the fucking air fair enough cuz with because with the creation of Halo Reach, they completely took the fall of Reach and just fucked it. That is true. 
and um, it's it's just insane because they just want to change everything. Oh, we'll see a teenage John. That's cool. As well as a teenage Soren. Oh yeah, Bokeem uh, Woodbine is playing Soren zero six six. Soren, I like that name actually. Actually, I think, I think, I can't remember. I um, was he in Legends? Oh, you want to talk about another thing that has the whole lore up in a fucking twist? Halo Legends, dude. When in the war did uh, Dr. Halsey get kidnapped by... Well, they actually made a cannon, so never mind. She did get kidnapped by the Covenant at one point. Yeah, in 5 she did. No, no, not that. That was her willingly going with them in 4. And that was Spartan Ops. No, uh... They made it lore that in the middle of the war, at some point, while she was in transit from one point to another, a Covenant ship raided her ship and took her hostage. Didn't the Covenant not ever take prisoners? No, if they did, they used it to torture other prisoners to get answers. They overall killed everyone, and if they did take a prisoner, it was just a toy with people. They're only the only people that they ever took prisoner was keys, uh, a few marines to just you know torture people with, and that was it. Yeah, I thought most of the prisoners they took was just tr trying to trying to find information about like uh, where Earth's forces are at. Basically, Earth's forces, Spartans, well, demons to them, and that's all it was for. Captain Keys, on the other hand, demon. Captain Keys, on the other hand, was Captain Keys. He was a captain. He knows things that other people don't know because, well, he's a captain in the navy. <laughs> yeah. I it's it's like walking in and it's like, oh, there's an admiral in the Pentagon. I think I'm not. I think I'm gonna question the cook. <laughs> you know, it's you don't do that. Although the cook might know more than other people think, uh, but I'm 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 excited for this. It's in the middle of filming right now, and Steven Spielberg is executive producer. That's semi reassuring. He tends to follow things closely, but my question is. What is the armor going to look like? What part of... For me, it better follow the lore of whatever time he's in. Exactly. I, I just want stuff to be as accurate as possible. Yeah. That's, I, I that's, don't like it when stuff changes. That's I'm of the same opinion of that because with lore-wise, if this is taking place before reach falls then he's going to be then all their armor is going to be running around in uh 
Mark four. Four and five. Yeah. No, not five. Not five. Mark four. Mark five is what they got right before Reach fell. Like literally twenty four hours before Reach fell, almost. It wasn't twenty four hours, but it was like so. Pretty soon. It was like it was like a week or something. They had that armor for a week, and then Reach was attacked. Because they were getting ready for their main push to go capture a covenant frig, uh, cap, capture a covenant ship, then take it to high charity and force the prophets to surrender, which wouldn't have worked when you think about it. Probably not. I mean, they would have captured the ship. I'm not denying that, but forcing the prophets into a ceasefire or a surrender not happening. No, they're too fanatical. Yeah. Uh, they would have hit the detonator on uh, High Charity's reactor before doing anything else. Uh, but that's the armor they need to have is some form of Mark IV. Because if they show Shield Flare, that's not right. Yeah, not at that point. Spartan armor did not have shields till Mark V hit, and that was after years of research and trying to fix the Mark V to to be superior to the Mark IV. Yeah, and a lot of the reason was the power supply. Mainly, because they said the Mark IV had a pretty big power supply pack, but it was still half the size of what other power supplies were for like bigger uh, like mech units. And then the Mark V had a s even smaller power supply, and the Mark VI has an even smaller power supply. Yep, I mean it's just typical human innovation. Things get more efficient. Yeah, and I mean they're fusion reactors inside of basically something the size of a lunchbox. And what is it? It's protocol for Spartan. To go into combat with uh, a detonation uh, uh, upon their heart rate stopping to cause yeah, so their reactor to overload and detonate. Yeah, so nobody can get the... Uh, to get the technology. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's... Oh, dude, you're risking a lot with that shit. Because what if one of them goes down in the beginning of the fight? Nope, <laughs> you're dead. Well, it's actually on a time delay. Uh, if they can't, if if they go down, then twenty four hours later after the area has been vacated, then it goes off, or something like that. If they know it's a one way trip, then they'll make it to where it goes off almost instantaneously, or set it for a time delay. Still, I don't know, but. Oh, God. Now, I do not care for that uh, motion comic version of Reach. I never saw it. Uh, dude, it came out with Halo 5. It was abysmal. Because it was basically retelling the story of the fall of Reach with their training and everything else. But it made them all sound bitchy. And whiny as hell. 
I'm like, that's not a Spartan. Spartans, like, when they were kids, they came to the realization that this is their life. There's nothing they can do to change it. And they accepted it. No, they still hated it, don't get me wrong. But they weren't little whiny bitches. They were. They adapted to it, and they realized this is going to be our lives, you know? Some of them still had their issues of being in military service forever. Yeah, well, most of them knew that was their job, their purpose, and they, they just did their job. Mainly being 90% of them. Yeah. Um, then... And, and then you had, and what is it, they started with, like, 75 candidates? Out of, like, an, an original, like, 200 or something like that? And then half of them die halfway through their training. And that was whenever they were getting the body augmentations. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's insane. But those remaining few became the strongest Spartans. What irritates me is that with Reach, they basically made Spartan 2 sound like pushovers. Whenever... Yeah. Whenever in the books, and I will stand by this all the time, uh, oh god, I just forgot his name. <sighs> I just forgot his name. I gotta look it up now. Uh, Give me the author's name, you asshole. Eric Nyland. Oh my god. I was like Neil Brookman or something like that. I was like, no, that's not him. That why would I think that name out of nowhere? Eric Nyland's books. Yeah, those were the best books. Were so good. Cause with the fall of Reach, you had the development of the Spartan program. You had the you had the build up of the Spartan program and understanding of how everything worked and everything that it was supposed to be. CDC saying do not do Halloween celebrations. Got it. Um, you know you you got that insight. And then with First Strike, 
because don't don't ever talk about the flood. That's basically just someone rewriting the entire gameplay of CE and making it somehow suck. Um, I mean, I don't think it sucked. It it did do. It was boring as fuck, a dude. Decent job of just retelling it. Well, yeah, because we played it, and it it's always better to play the game. <clears throat> yeah, but um, the now I will say the marine side stories in in that book were the best part of it. Those were the best part. Um, they they read very well, and they were very fun to read through. Um, especially the battle that of their uh, of like uh, of their compound that they took from the Covenant, you know. Uh, whenever the guy who's going in to kill the Master Chief and thinks he's all hot shit and finds out, oh, he's not even here. <laughs> um, but then you got, uh, the, you got First Strike, and that just even when you did even a little bit more deeper into their training, and like the war games that they were uh taking part in and how they always kicked ass because well they're trained better than guys who've been doing it for 10 years <laughs> yeah well I mean essentially Spartans were trained since they were kids so oh yeah, oh, they, yeah. All, most of their lives was training all of their lives was training till they got into actual combat and then, uh, and then you had Ghosts of Onyx, which again, great Nylon book. A little bit of, uh, you know, Master Chief in there, but not a whole lot. Focusing mainly on Fred and the Spartan Three program, which showed that Spartan Threes are cannon fodder. Cheaper to make than Spartan 2s. Cranked out more of them in a shorter period of time. And did just as much damage. Yeah, very good. But it took a Spartan 2 to get that out of them. You know? So, it's, <laughs> it's very much like... Spartan 2s are very important in this. And then... Uh, and then Nylon is no longer writing them, and I don't know why that is, to be honest. I'd actually like to know that. Why does... wonder if they just signed a contract with somebody else. I mean, that can completely be it. I mean, I don't have an issue with that, because, I mean, that's their own prerogative. His resignation in July of 
damn. I wonder why that is. Who knows? Maybe that's between him and them. But Likely. yeah, but I mean, like there are also some other notice notable uh, Halo books. You know, not all of them were great. Looking at you, Forerunner franchise. Ugh. Uh, Evolutions wasn't bad. There was one more Nylon story in there. Yeah, I've only read up to Ghost of Onyx so far. Well, re uh, Evolutions was kind of a, a mishmash uh, of, 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 like, multiple authors. was uh, Karen Travis, Jeff Vanderher, Eric Nyland, Tobias S. Buckle, and many more. That's what it says on the cover. Um... And, like, in that, you have the story of Admiral Cole, how he became an admiral, uh, why he was so famous as an admiral. Um, you And I believe Eric Nyland's last Halo story was involved in the Master Chief. And it was him coming across a girl that he knew when he was a kid on Earth who was a Marine, a Marine officer. And how he had, how those two actually had feelings for each other, and now he's like, she, he's like, I know who she is. I can't tell her who I am, and ruin her morning of who he of who I was. You know. I was like, that's deep shit right there. You know. And then, uh, Karen Travis's series I guess is what you call it from Glasslands to Thursday War to uh, God I forgot the name of the last one uh, it was very her series was very hard to swallow um because she like completely took aspects that was in the games and just fucked them. That's frustrating. Like you know, at the end of Halo Three, when you come, when uh, when the when uh, the Arbiter comes back and there's the piece of the ship that has all the names on it and one 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 seven scratched in, and the Arbiter and Lord Hood are talking. Yeah. And it's a memorial built to the fallen. Well, in 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 her book, when that happens, it's a whole press event. I oh, felt like it was only like top brass and a few people that were there. It was a press event though, because the arbiter was there. There was a covenant <clears throat> command ship floating in orbit, and. Uh, he shook hands with the Arbiter, and Pragnoski was there. Paragoski was there. Uh, so was another Spartan too, and like all these other people. And it's just so much like, what the hell are you doing? Type situation. I mean, a press event would make sense actually. 
with but uh, it didn't make sense the, because the it happened near and it happened near instantaneously after the arbiter returned from the mission yeah well, I suppose that's true uh and then also the narrator annoyed me because he gave every elite, every Singeli, he gave them a Middle Eastern accent. Every single one of them. Why? I don't know. And he even gave one to the Arbiter. We already know what the Arbiter sounds it's like. like. It's and like a when. Lot of the other <laughs> when it's like, when did any of them have a Middle Eastern accent? I might be wrong on the location of what accent he was giving them, but the accent he gave them was terrible. That's a bummer. And I'm like, I'm like, we know what the Arbor's voice sounds like. He does not have an accent. He, well, he doesn't have a regional accent. Oh, damn it! It's Keith David. All right, it's Keith David. It's how Keith David speaks. There you go. Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> the Arbiter. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Good God, we ran long again. Well, we usually do. Well, we, we've been going for an hour 53 this time. So, uh... If God, I don't know how to end this. How do we end this? Jordan ended. I think about doing that every night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you want to avoid this bleak ass theory on how everything ends with him, sad, disturbing. hungry uh actually some people are like that uh so that's not really funny um all right so we're only on spotify right now because i'm trying to understand how to send stuff out so uh i will figure that out and hopefully we'll be on like google and probably some other stuff to make other people like it you know uh if you got questions Direct them at Benjamin, not me. Don't you dare say that fucking name. Uh, I'm on... If you have questions and... Or have suggestions on stuff. Because, I mean, we... I mean, I basically go on rants. That's not really a good thing. He's quiet and complaining about sh people with shotguns. Uh, <laughs> Only whenever I play Destiny. Yeah, which, by the way, I'm hope I'm more ready for Beyond Light. Uh, that's the truth. Uh, I'm on Twitter at SteelBubbaB, and actually, you can pretty much find me almost anywhere with that name. And that's a capital S T E E L capital B U B B A capital B. Yeah, I'm complicated. So. Got questions? Direct them there, and I will try and keep an eye out and maintain a ever-present vigil on stuff like that. 
And today we actually maintained a pretty good just like thing. It it stayed on games, had a little bit of politics in there, but talking about Korea, but I mean we did a pretty good thing. Uh, that, that was just interesting news that I had heard. Ah, well that's fair. But I mean we we stay in pretty well on task with <laughs> well what task really? We don't have a task. Uh, but we stayed on there pretty well and didn't divulge from a lot of things. I mean, we let's see if we can go again next time without talking about Star Wars <laughs> at all in any context. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much impossible right now. Uh, but I mean, we did we did spend more time on games than anime, and me trying to well, no, I still explained voice actors, ma'am. Yeah, I feel like that one pops up every time. It's going to pop up every time, most likely, because I care. I like voice actors. I think they're awesome, the unsung heroes, and amazing. But uh, if you want these things to be shorter, let me know. If not, because you like having something going on to where it kills time, sweet. But I'm probably going to keep them in their raw format with not a lot of editing till I get enough practice in on trying to understand how this whole podcast thing works so leaving again with the wonderful compound thought question of 